Welcome again to another edition of the Red Reporter Podcast. I'm BK. Alongside me this week is Scott, also known as Fordham Ram. Hey, everybody. How's it going? That was way too cheerful. Yeah, I'm about. You are really, really excited to be here. I'm really not, but I know how to fake it. <laughs> that's, that's what's important. And uh, on the phone this week, we have Wick, otherwise known as Kevin Mitchell as Batman. Wick, how's what's it going? Up? Oh, what's up, guys? How are we doing? Fantastic. How are those Rockies doing? Uh, they are uh, over the All-Star game right now. Oh. oh. All three starters on that sub-500 team. Oh. Sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also on the phone, we have Graham, otherwise known as Gramophone on the site. What's up, Graham? Oh, how's everybody doing tonight? Great. Doing well. And it should be noted that Graham and Wick, although they are calling via phone, are calling from different phones. This is true. This is very true. Although we do come from the same hometown. so Yes, we do. That's true. Are you going to give a Kentucky shout-out? Uh, go Cats. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Go Cats. And where is that town in Kentucky, though, that both y'all are from? Lexington. Vegas, baby. Lex Vegas, okay, Lex yeah. Vegas, KY. Oh, Home of Adolph Rupp and about 13 NCAA violations. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a fun one. I can, I, I, I can feel it already. So uh, we are recording this on the off day just because we figured there wasn't anything else to do today. There's no Reds baseball to watch today. There's no All-Star game. Um, the All-Star game was yesterday as the... National League got punked Wow! with uh, Brandon Phillips and Joey Votto, both they in the starting lineup and both not really doing much. Hey, BP turned a couple of good defensive plays last night before being right. replaced by Matt Carpenter, who really, you know, yielded <laughs> an offensive slugfest following uh, BP's performance. So good job. Good, good effort, Bruce Bochy. Yeah. I don't know, did you guys watch the game last night? Yeah, I did actually watch the game last night. It was, uh, I don't know, BP was pretty much what he was. He swung early on the first at bat, popped yeah. one up to left field, and spiked his bat, and spun around, and threw his hands up or something. But it was awfully impressive on defense, as he is wont to be. Right. And Joey just, uh, yeah, I don't know, saw a lot of pitches. It seems like any, anytime he has that media attention on him, he, for some reason, just kind of goes away. Well, he's humble Weird. like that. He's an introvert. <laughs> he's humble in, in that he only performs for us, not the rest of America. His perfect, though, because uh, <laughs> McCarver was praising his defense, and then it seemed like 30 seconds later he had that barehanded double play. It was a great play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you need Tim McCarver, he'll be – He's. I think he's still finishing in the corner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reading Metallica quotes to himself? Yeah. So also in the game last night, though, was uh, Rolos Chapman, who pitched a a scoreless inning. A very Rolos Chapman type yes, scoreless Yes, a nervy inning. scoreless inning, yeah. but a scoreless inning nonetheless. Went ahead, walked the lead batter, got bailed out by his defense, and then struck uh, a couple people out that could not hit fastballs. Right, and uh, hit 101 on the gun, which yeah. is what you want to see from him, obviously. So I think all in all, it was a good good weekend, or... I mean, middle good of the week. break, yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> it's a weekend for them, damn it. It is a weekend for them, damn it. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually, watching, <laughs> watching your oldest Chapman um, really made me appreciate uh, what the hell Mezzarocco and, and Ryan Hannigan are 
in charge of every single time he steps on the mound. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was Posey catching him at that point, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I think and, so. Yeah, and he, you could just almost like see the fear in his eyes from being behind the plate <laughs> trying to control what to call and where the hell it was going to go. We really don't have a lot of things that we want to get to topic-wise this week. So good night, everybody. No, uh, <laughs> but we we do have uh, we have a couple things that we're looking to touch on. We've got um, questions from the site on the thread on the site. We have a, questions from Twitter that we want to answer. So um, let's let's get to that because your questions are a lot better, well, are more interesting to our than our questions because. Let's be honest, we only ask our questions so we can give our canned answers, right? Right. Let's let's see here. Put down Actually, the script, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Graham's reading up a prompter. <laughs> it's Obama. Alright. Um, let's start with the thread one, huh? Oh, do we really? Yeah. yeah. And just remember you can participate on the game on the uh, Red Reporter Podcast thread as well by registering an account with SB Nation and getting us page clicks. That's what we're in for. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's all we like. Paul Doherty style, man. Paul Doherty style. Sooner or later, we're going to be calling you out on Twitter and then, you know, <laughs> passive-aggressively writing about it in subsequent days. Four weeks later. Four weeks later. Yes, exactly. If our page clicks don't get better, we're going to start proposing absurd trades for terrible pitchers just to make you read us. Shut up, you Brad. I don't know what was that about. Yeah. So, all right. Actually, that'll that'll lead us to the first uh, the first question here. JCH twenty four in the thread suggests if there was a Royal Rumble of Cincinnati sports media personalities, who would win and why, and who would be the first out? Oh, oh, first out. I didn't even read the first out part. Is Hal McCoy a Cincinnati personality? Yeah, he technically counts. yes. He has to be the first one out, right? Probably. Not to, not to be rude, but yeah, as as much as we like Hal McCoy, that's probably he's probably the guy, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 That's that's yeah. that's really that's really yeah. sad. That's that's awkward. Yeah, this just this just totally took a turn for the worst, but. Should I not have gone there? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm dis- disappointed in the question now. More than anything. Yeah. But uh, okay, well, who would win? Who would win? Well, generally, you want to go with the individual with the, with the large body mass and low center of gravity, right? Yeah. I think it's that guy that. Uh, who was the one that was complaining about? Uh, you know, uh, Homer Bailey's no-hitter. What would Joe Nuxall say to Homer Bailey for not talking to the talking heads on 700? I don't, it, I, don't, I, don't read, I don't read that guy. I don't was think. it the, the guy the, from the, the NASCAR a, person? The guy from the AE door and window commercial? I don't know. The guy that does the, the NASCAR. The guy who likes the Joe, Joe Nuxall statue? The, no, the guy that does, like, the redneck NASCAR talk thing. Seg Dennison? Yeah, the, him, exactly. I, I think he would be your He's uh, just your a clubhouse big leader. dude, though. Well, low center of gravity, though, too. I mean, he's yeah. he's totally short. Yeah, you, you can't throw out fat midgets, man. Guys, guys, guys. We all know that Joel could throw him over the, the top turn bubble. I, think, I don't think I, Joel counts. I You know what? I'm, I think Hal could take Joel. Joel's first out. <laughs> no, honestly, I think Joel would end up act, 
would show up and do his Andy Kaufman shtick and survive just long enough to uh, you know make it a, a respectable exit. What about Mo? I think I think Mo can hold his own. Yeah. I'm not yeah, worried about Mo. And actually, Joel could. Mo's do, in the top three, probably. Joel actually could do really well if he was able to hire Tony Hale and uh, to psych everybody out and uh, think that uh, yeah, he was eliminated you, before. I'll, he was I'll admit, eliminated. when we were talking about Joel, I envisioned Buster Bluth like trying to fight and then curling up into a ball and falling on the ground. That's kind of what I pictured Joel doing with his hook, with exactly. His prosthetic hand. Yeah, we need to get Joel the hook. Well, he is a decorated serviceman. So exactly. He is. He's an army. Uh. Who who else are we forgetting? There's all the radio guys too. I think I think Brantley. I think Brantley's up there. Cowboy. Yeah, yeah he's a he, sleeper. Brantley would not. I be mean, able to Brantley move. is just a big freaking dude. Like he's he's taller than you think he is too when you meet him. Yeah, but you can you could totally throw him off his game by you know just opening a giant pint of UDF on the other side of the ropes. You know he will voluntarily go over the top for that. So Jeff McCoy used to play football. Yeah, That's, he uh, did. Yeah. But for UK though, so it's not really D one. No. <laughs> oh. Ah. Ah. oh, come play wide receiver for the Joker. <laughs> oh, boy! Hardly anybody is going to get these references, are they? I don't know. The four of us will. Yeah, yeah well, we're, we're having a great time here. It's yeah, I, I gotta—I'll admit this. Probably half the people that's gonna listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah. is on it right now. Yeah, that and Angie. Book explain thread, and it'll all make sense. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get we'll definitely reach five once we tell Angie Wick was on it. So. Bedding. Hey. Hello. Hello. Uh, can we get some Missy Ellie in here? Or is that going to require too many copyright uh, permissions? I don't. I don't think I'm in touch with Missy Elliott's people. Ah, uh, so addictive. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure that. Although I do now want to put the request in to SB Nation to get the rights to a Missy Elliott song. Either that, or we can just show up in like giant inflating garbage bags and act like Missy Elliott in that one video, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. And red, red, red retuber would be uh, just just blowing up. <laughs> red retuber. <laughs> tube reporter. Yeah. Tube reporter. Red tube. Porter. <laughs> Red Porter. I hardly even know her. <laughs> On and, Red Tube. And, and there goes cut. the rest of our audience. <laughs> oh. Wait, All right. Jared Lorenzen do radio in Northern Kentucky? Yeah, Jared Lorenzen would definitely be my clubhouse leader. For no. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Have you seen him though? Yeah. I watched him play. I watched him play an indoor football game uh, a couple years ago. He is. Uh, if he was a big dude then, he's a he's a lineman now. Yeah, like, imagine like Butterbean, the boxer, trying to play quarterback. That's Jared Lorenzo. Really, he's right he's, he's Butterbean, but he's like six foot four. Yeah, or yeah, something. He's, a big, he's big might, guy. maybe taller than that. How about how about we go back to baseball for a minute? Yeah, after all, What's this that? is a baseball podcast in Base, theory. Baseball. It's an all-star break. We're on vacation, right? Yeah, that's that's one thing. Exactly, it's a weekend, right? Wait, <laughs> oh, we touched this on. We we, we touched on we this already. already? This. We went through this already. All right, well, uh, all right. Let's do a Twitter question. Yeah, because so they're, they're the reasonable social medium. At this point, absolutely. Yeah, they are. We're I've 
I'm getting way better questions in five minutes of this being on Twitter than all day of the thread. That's so. only because we blame. <laughs> that's only because we banned first dot last. Right. So, uh, Matt Matthew Brown uh, at Brown Eleven B. He's uh he's active on the side. He's a good dude. Says what what can we expect out of left field the rest of the way? Well, something completely out of left field. <laughs> That's I, don't, awful. I don't know. I mean, all right. <laughs> we could have good Chris Heisey. We don't really know. You know, I mean, he's he's had one and basically well one full good year and two thirds of another pretty good year. Right. And there's, I mean, he's been banged up. He's underperformed a couple times, but. There is at least a proven track record. I think he had, what, 18 home runs and 368 bats one year? Something I mean, uh, 18 like... and 308 in 2011. 308, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that could happen. Who knows? I mean, he's, what, 28 years old right that's now? A, yeah, that's a good he's, sign. He's kind of in his, in his peak if his hamstrings hold up. He's been hot since he came back. Who knows? You know, I mean, there's a chance. Right. I'm actually pretty comfortable with Isaac. Uh, like like Wick said, he's he's shown flashes in the past, and even even when he's slumping at the plate, he's still a, a plus defender in left field. I think. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely not the liability in left field that Xavier Paul clearly is. Exactly. You know, yeah. Right, yeah. wrong, or I think in terms I think of him having this extended stay out there has kind of exposed him a little bit. I mean, I, mean I, I think you can definitively say that what we cannot expect at a left field the rest of the way is a cleanup hitter. I mean, yeah. we're not yeah. going to get that. But I think there's a chance that if – I mean, and, and this is one thing where I, I feel like Dusty hasn't quite gotten the credit he really deserves for this. He's really piecemealed that left field position so far this year. And they haven't been all-star caliber out there, but they've been okay. They've been know? above and, replacement right. level. Yeah, they've been above replacement level, and you're talking about two guys that they literally got off the scrap heap, and a guy who's been on the DL all year, and a guy from Double A who grew up in Germany. I mean, right. like he's really piecemealed those four parts together in a pretty okay fashion. Like I, you're not getting 30 home runs in a legitimate number four hitter, but I think you're going to get enough uh, to where it's not going to be a total black hole right. as long as you can see that it's going to be your number two hitter or your number seven or eight hitter. You know. Right, and it's right as you said. It's enough so that, and it's not the biggest hole in the team, offensively. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's really, I don't think you can ask for anything more than that, considering how big that injury was on opening day. Yeah, right now it's probably like three or four in terms of uh, you know offensive liabilities on the team being right. catcher, I mean, shortstop, and you can make an argument at this it, point maybe with third. Frazier really isn't hitting either. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I don't think there's a huge problem with left field. Although I would like to see more out of Heisey as far as you know what we saw from him when he came back off his injury, because you know there was really before he went on the DL, there really wasn't anything to let you know that. I mean, he looked like Heisey of last year, and that's not good enough. But after he came off the DL, he looked great. Mm-hmm. He looked like the Heisey of old. So. Let's let's hope that's that's the guy we get the rest of the year. And if that's the case, I think I think we'll see him out there a lot. Hooray! Otherwise, I I think we're gonna see a lot of Derek Robinson too. Great. Oddly enough. Well, you know, 
if he can. Yeah, keep, I, I he's think playing. we're going to see plenty of Derek Robinson early. I just, I, I still just don't see Derek Robinson being, you know, good enough over enough plate appearances to continue to be a viable player come late August, September. You know, I think if he gets a yeah, hundred plate appearances between now and late August, uh, they're not going to be good enough to where he's playing in September. Yeah, but I think it was, go ahead. You know, Casey Gard, I think, pointed out that uh, Chris Chris Gardner pointed out that he's he's really slumped in I think, the last thirty days, or I can't remember what the split was, but Robinson is he's starting to crater already. Yeah, he's starting to do exactly what he's done in five years in, in the minors for the Royals, which is be fast, play good defense, and not be a three ninety on base percentage guy. You know, he's he's back down to that three twenty ish level, which uh, with his defense provides some value as long as he's not counted on as, you know, a three plate appearance a guy three times a week, you know? Right. Oh yeah, in, in June he's he hit two twenty four with a two eighty eight on base and Oof. a three twenty eight slugging percentage. That is not and, good. And Dusty wants to hit him second. Well or, or first. First lately. Yeah. Well, but his OVP is enough, about his OVP is about the same as uh Cozart's at this point, even by hitting two twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, enough lineup discussion though. Because you can get that on other radio stations and shows. Yeah. Basically any other any other one that talks about the Reds will only talk about lineup construction, so Actually, that's not even discussion. It's more lineup blab. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no analysis. It's just like, why is he there? Is it there's somebody else better who's supposed to be sitting there? You know, Lance, so. Lance, yeah, Paul, Paul. Yeah. I'm gonna hang up and listen. Right. Oh, how great would it have been uh, if P Doc still had his radio show, just so we can call and give the requisite Pauls. Oh yeah. Paul, I really think we should trade that Joey Votto and that Johnny Cueto for that uh, Joe Blanton. I'm going to hang up and listen. (laughs) He's never going to live that down. No, he's not. But he's going to be very, he'll die a very, very bitter person about it, which just makes me giggle inside. Yeah, as long as he continues to be defiant about it, as if it wasn't a dumb idea at the time and it's only a dumb idea five years later, he's never going to live it down. Well, Wick, you've never made a mistake before, have you? No. Yeah. Of course not. And you, and you see how you're able to do that, uh, you know, without being a pretentious, you know, stick in the mud. I mean, we can talk about how you may have been incorrect about Ryan Ludwig last year, but you totally own that. And well, I was incorrect about him last year, but was I incorrect or was I a year early? Well, <laughs> yeah, exa- that, that was going to be my next point. Now, granted, you know? this year he's putting up the same amount of war as you would. As you suggested, he would last year. He's got a, He's got a, 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 a perfect on base percentage right now. That is true. <laughs> Off the charts. Off the charts. He's on the yes. charts. He, he is on the chart. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. He's right. leading the league. I believe. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. Well, it, depend, it depends on what your chart goes up to. <laughs> his, his base running is terrible, though. Yeah. It's true. He always gets thrown out. See intangibles, man. Always. Always. Uh, we're making broken shoulder jokes. Oh. Uh. All right, let's let's go back to another question. Uh, let's go back to the thread. Um, our buddy Nasty Nate asks, any thoughts on visiting the nearby minor league affiliates? No. He's going to a Dragons game for the first time this weekend and wants to know about parking and what to seek out in the stadium. Hood rats. Um... It's yeah, the Dayton Stadium. I I think I may be the only person on here that's been there. 
But uh, the Dayton Stadium, it's it's a really nice stadium. It's not in the, it's not in an awesome neighborhood or anything. Yeah, but they they there's do, a couple of bars next to it. Yeah. But and they are professionally run in the sense that they have Enron style accounting to, uh, uh, you know, account for their uh, streak of uh, sellout sellout streak. Speaking of which, was it uh, was it uh, Asher? Was it our own Cy Shurik that linked to the uh, the Forbes article today? Mayhaps, um, I believe did, so. Did anybody else read that no, about the I, uh, the most I, valuable minor league franchises? I have not and, seen it yet. I bet we were uh, high. I think out of the top ten, I, I know the Louisville Bats, obviously the the Reds AAA affiliate was in there, huh. but the Dayton Dragons were the only single A team that cracked the list. I'd, and they, I think they were like the fifth or sixth most valuable uh, minor league franchise. That doesn't surprise me at all. They're, I mean, and to their credit, they're very well run. I mean, they. You know, they have, I think, an 8,000-something-seat stadium. Mm -hmm. They fill it every game, obviously. Well, yeah. That's why they have their streak. The Reds, you know, they contribute a lot to allowing them to be professionally run. And, you know, the expenses that are incurred at uh, Dayton are clearly evident in the sense that you could probably purchase the Bakersfield Blaze by walking to the bank and getting a small business loan. Right. Well, that's, and that's the thing that people say. Even, like, Reds prospects will say that. Like, having to go from D- the crowds in Dayton to Bakersfield where nobody shows up is like a culture shock to them. Until, yeah. I, until the uh, hitters realize that they can hit a home run by hitting 220 to left center. Yeah. Um, has anybody seen a double-A Reds game in their lifetime? I no. have not. I mean, I feel like the AA franchise has just rotated uh, all around the Southeast and, and has never quite settled for a long period of time. And it's been, yeah, it's been there three different places that, that I, like, it's been, what, since I've been following uh, Carolina, and now Pensacola, is that right? Yeah, Chatt- Chattanooga was where they were. Yeah, the lookouts. That's Right. Yeah. One of the best logos in all of, all of minor league baseball. That is a great logo. Mm-hmm. And the Carolina logo is pretty good, too. Yeah, it was. It absolutely was. But I've just I've, I've not known anybody who has actually managed to, to visit a Double A Reds game at their home stadium somewhere. I mean, I, I I I don't know why. Maybe it's just because they keep relocating, or if it's just they're in spots. That well, aren't and necessarily I Reds hot. hot I think that's them. more more of it than anything. I mean, having to, Chattanooga probably wouldn't have been that bad. I mean, from Cincinnati, it's what probably Chattanooga's a six what, hours. Like a, Three and a half hour drive. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not even that. But also driving to Chattanooga entails actually visiting Chattanooga, which is a bit of you know, right? It's not exactly a tourist hotbed. Well, but it's you know, it's a lot better than Carolina was, which was that was Zebulon, North Carolina. Is that Zebulon? Is that like Xanadu? Where it was in Zebulon, North Carolina. That sounds like something out of a Twilight episode. French fried potatoes. <laughs> but uh, Pensacola, I think Pensacola is one that I think people may get to. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, just, that's got some yeah. potential. Just that's because it's in potential. such a touristy area. Yeah, crank some uh, hold I mean, steady while you're down there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Go down to Ybor City while you're there. Yeah, it seems close. like it's, it's on the I-10 corridor, too, with a lot of those teams. I mean, they play the Biscuits, what, every other game their entire season? Basically, yeah. yeah just right down the road and... Uh, Mobile is also right down the road as well, so they've got some some good close games. Yeah, Mo- Mobile I think is the one that they play 
more than anybody. Yeah, the Redneck Riviera Cup, I think, is what uh, they play for. It's a lot like the Ohio Cup. <laughs> the Red, 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 Redneck Riviera. It's, it's, in a, it's in a natty light carton. It's like a... Right. <laughs> a, like, a natty light carton, and it's filled with, like, already used, uh, you know, chewing tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> Presented by frat boys on spring break. Yeah. It is, like, really... Presented and, by Dan Cook. And, and three people from the band Alabama. Backed up by the Muscle Shoals uh, rhythm section. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I, I think eventually I'd like to get down there. Um, I mean, I was in Florida last summer, but I couldn't make it over to a game. They weren't in town the week that I was there. But. Oh, yeah, to get back to the original question, uh, this ballpark is awesome. It's in a great great spot, and it's got a lot of fun stuff close to it as well. Which one? And, uh, Louisville. Oh, yeah. I like Louisville's a lot, too. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I like Dayton just because I, I think the atmosphere there is really, really good, especially for – you don't feel like you're watching a single-A team there. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, they they go all out to the nines with it. But, yeah, as far as a minor league baseball experience goes, Louisville's great. I mean, yeah, that's that's really tough to beat. It's a, it's a great ballpark, and they've done a lot of uh, – a lot of effort to make sure that not just where the ballpark is, but some of the surrounding parts of, of uh, downtown are, yeah. are conducive to it. It's a it's a great spot to go go spend an evening and catch a game. Yeah, it's yeah. it's close to a lot of different bars. I know, and uh, I don't know when the last time you were down there, Wick was, but uh, now they got the against the grain brewery there. Oh, that is fantastic! Which was when we went, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that's popped up since the last time I was there. I think it was yeah. there four years ago. It's probably been four summers since the last time I was down there. But. Yeah. That's like attached to the ballpark, like a yeah. brewery, which is like thirty beers on tap, something like that. When then they make a bunch of their own, and they had great food. Like it was definitely well worth going out. Yeah, if you like alcohol, if you like alcohol and barbecue, you'll love going to uh, a game in Lexington or in Louisville. Yeah, but then again, Dayton was only uh, Dayton's only a forty-five minute drive from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's tough to beat. half half the distance. That's that's tough to beat. Yeah. I need to make another trip out there. I'm kind of disappointed that uh, I don't know if uh, the podcast listeners have heard, but Robert Stevenson got moved up to yeah. Bakersfield either was it yesterday or today. So he won't be there anymore, which was the reason why I went the last time I went. Uh, yeah, I think Brian, it's supposed to be Friday, maybe in Bakersfield. I think so. I think he's scheduled for Friday. I think that sounds right. Drag. Dayton still has Jesse Winker though. They, That's who I really want to they still have they have a lot of good position players right now. They have they Jesse Winker and uh, Jeff Gelilich. I don't know if I said Peter Butter Gelilich. Um, Seth Seth Mejias Breen, who I'm a big fan of. They've got I, they had another uh, another infielder that I can't because I was Zach, just looking at their uh, roster today. V i n c e j. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Vincedge. I need to listen to a Dragons game and figure out. Oh, like they will pronounce it correctly. Oh, they've got a Tanner right here, the shortstop too. Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, right, right here. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh. And boy, it's hot in here. And uh, and uh, fresh off his uh. 
season one of Mad Men, Sal Romano is pitching for the Dragons tonight. <laughs> oh, great. Hey. Oh, that's great. So he'll last, what, one more season until he's out? <laughs> yeah, last like a season and a half. He was a gay one, right? Yeah. Yeah. They need to bring him back. He was uh, one of the more interesting characters on that show. Let's do another Twitter question, huh, guys? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's. Um, Try okay. uh, hashtag RedTube. Uh, I don't know if I can read any of those on the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Joseph Ornelas asks, is Chapman the closer of the rest of his career? Oh. He doesn't really specify, is he the closer the rest of his time with the Reds, or is he a closer the rest of his career? Or if he's going to blow his arm out tomorrow and never pitch again. These are the questions we're asking ourselves tonight. You you never know with him. I I think yes. Well, yes for the rest of his Reds career. Yeah. At that point, I I can't imagine too many organizations would would try to change him back to a starter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, close... Yeah, I mean, they say closers are a dime a dozen until you actually need one, and then, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Chapman's always kind of been, I mean, and this, I don't mean this as a knock on him, but he's kind of always been the one to chase the money a little bit, and And he he could probably, he could probably make four times as much as a starter than he does as a closer, you know, assuming that he's almost as good at starting as he is at closing. Hear that, or that and I, I can see like I, it baffles me that he doesn't want to make that switch. Like there's, there must be something there other than, other than what we've heard so far. I think, but I, I mean, I don't think it need, just seems odd to me. I don't think you need to speculate that much. I mean, he obviously can't say, yeah, I want to start, I want to start, I want to start. Then he basically throws the well, front office and his coaching did, staff kind of under the. He did the opposite. He, yeah, he did that, and he, he they did were that going to go to along make, with Dusty. No, they were the going opposite, to, but he did the opposite a year after he did the opposite of that when he said he did want to start. That's right. what he was used to, you know. I, I, I don't. I don't it's, right. I, it, it, it's a weird situation. There's, there's never been a pitcher like, or oldest Chapman. You know, name name lefty closers that have had success for three or four or five years in a row. Who? Billy, uh, Billy, Billy Wagner, who's what five, five eleven. Maybe five eleven. Right. I mean, he's not a six four uh, lanky guy who is probably by the time he releases the ball an extra what two and a half feet closer to home plate, but throwing every bit as fast as Billy Wagner. I mean, I, I, there's there's not been somebody who's been that. And Billy Wagner was a failed uh, starter before he was a closer, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. Been, yeah. That's. I mean, that's how eighty percent of start or closers get their roles. Yeah, it's because they're, they're not starters. They're not that good starters, and they <laughs> decide to reinvent themselves as personalities, like Brian Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really think don't of know. myself as a closer. I think of myself more of like a celebrity, kind of like uh, Tyra Banks. And as soon as you say that, the Reds are going to go sign him tomorrow. Uh, though. Of course. Yeah, Wagner was a failed. Uh, he was a failed starter. They converted him before he was even called up to the right. major leagues, though. Mm. At what age was that? Oh, actually, uh, you know, I take that back. In 1996, he was 24, and he started 12 games in AAA. But he never started a like, – I don't think he ever started a game in the major leagues. You look at what Homer Bailey's done after, you know, several disappointing AAA seasons at a relatively young age – 
and being rushed and poorly handled at a similar age in AAA and wasn't great, whatever. But yeah, I think it's so just nearsighted to give up on his opportunity to be a successful starting pitcher because he's still right. what twenty five years old. Something like that. Yeah. I think he's even younger. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like to to. Uh, I think the bigger question is is how much longer is he going to be in Cincinnati versus how much longer is Dusty Baker going to be in Cincinnati? Because That's I think Aroldis' uh, closer and Dusty Baker's Cincinnati manager are kind of entwined. And in, uh, you know, in, in fairness to Dusty Baker, and I'm not afraid to criticize Dusty. I think almost every manager in the game likes their closers enough that they would prefer to have Chapman as a closer too. Absolutely, it's not a it's not a dusty specific thing. It's a manager league wide thing, and it's a depth in the rotation thing. I mean, you look yeah. at the Reds starting rotation; the Reds starters are phenomenal across the board, top to bottom. And you know, if there was a glaring hole, if they were rolling out Jimmy Haynes again, uh, and Jimmy Haynes and Paul Wilson again, and then you were stuck with Rolls Chapman the closer role, that that's different. But good lord, like. The, the, even with Sangrani up, the depth in the rotation is phenomenal. So, hey, and I'm I've, I've, I'm pretty high on Greg Reynolds at this point, <laughs> and having him at least deserve a shot at the major league level come September. I mean, the guy's been pitching pretty damn well in uh, AAA. Has anybody seen right? him throw? Yeah, it, didn't he start I, the game that? Uh, I think he started the game we went to. Yeah. What's his velocity like? How, how, how hard does he throw? Because I know he doesn't strike out a lot of guys. 90, 92, okay. I think. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not, he's not going to blow anybody away. But, I mean, when you think about, when you look back at him, though, I mean, well, he's a, he was a former either first or second round pick. First he was number, round, number he was drafted right pick, before Kershaw. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's he definitely has the pedigree to be a major leaguer sometime. I think go, Rock, go Rockies. <laughs> the strikeout rate, I think, is a concern. Yeah. He doesn't really walk anybody, and he keeps the ball in the park. But, I mean, even this year, he's not even striking out. He's, he's basically striking out five and a half batters per nine innings. Right. I think he, he's managed – he's learned how to manage his own game in AAA. Now, you know, will that translate to the major leagues? I mean, Matt, Matt, Matt Maloney was the all-time uh, – uh, leading uh, Victor in Triple A Louisville, mm-hmm. and that didn't exactly parlay either. Right. So, you know. Yeah, but Matt Maloney never really had the sort of uh, pedigree that Reynolds had. I mean, Reynolds he was a Stanford. Elbow ligaments, though. I Pardon? Think. He did have his original elbow ligaments, though. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's which I don't know if that's a bad thing or. A good it, thing. it didn't help him. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah, Reynolds was drafted uh, number two overall after uh, Luke Hotchever, Hokaver, yeah, Hokaver, Hokaver, and before before Evan Longoria, uh, Clayton Kershaw, Drew Stubbs, and obviously since he was drafted before Drew Stubbs, he was drafted before Tim Lincecum. Uh, oh, Rockies! Uh, I think they might want that pick back. And oh. Max Scherzer. <laughs> oh. Uh, who pitched last night? <laughs> Yeah. Started. He started. Started game. last night. Yeah. Start, yeah. Uh, Struck out Joey Votto. Yeah. Looking. Wow. I still don't think that was a strike. Joey doesn't. Uh, strike zone was big all night. I thought. Not to go back to earlier, but. Yeah. 
was a little unfair. Yeah. All right. One more Twitter question? Yeah, why not? Okay. What the heck? We can edit out a lot of this. All right. Um, This has been solid gold. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's not going to be any editing this time. (laughs) All right. Our buddy J.D. Rents on Twitter, at J.D. Rents, otherwise known as Rents Live because he gets on every single Reds Live show it's amazing. They really should replace Jim. <laughs> it's Davis amazing. Yeah, he's there. I mean, he, he's there at every game, but he has this amazing ability to get on camera every single game. It's it, it's perfect. They can replace uh, Tom Brennan with Jim Day, and then replace Jim Day with Jerry Rents. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There we go. Everybody yeah. wins. I still have to turn my TV show on mute while watching the game, though. Yeah, uh, I thought Jim Day was better than Tom. Oh really no, did. absolutely not. You see, Tom, at least in terms of play-by-play, he does a professional job. He actually can tell you what's a ball and what's a strike and what the count is. He understands, you know, the nuts and bolts of actually calling a game. Jim Day, it's like you give him a a clock and he has no clue how the moving parts come together in order to set the alarm. Yeah. He no, is not very that. good. Sure, he might be, he more, cheery. He might he be more cheerful, but that's only because he's a company man and he's not going to say anything otherwise. I, I will say he got better as he went, though. The yeah. first night or two, he was, was, was not good. Inning, so Sunday did Jeff Austin. Like three or four verbal gaffes just right in a row. Yeah. 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 You'll have that. Yeah. He was like a base hit up, or uh, that's a ground out up the middle, and it was like a base hit in the center field or something. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like Paul Keels. Paul Keels, remember it's him? Very similar to oh, Paul Keels. Keels. Uh, ground, ground ball, deep to left, <laughs> home run, Johnny Votto. <laughs> right. Oh, up steps Brandon Phillips. No, excuse me, that's Lance Nix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wait, no, that's Yadier Molina. Yadier. 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 Oh boy. God. <laughs> All right. Well, back back to his question because he did ask a question. That's oh, why we mentioned him. It's a shame. How is uh, is Johnny Cueto in a witness protection program, and are we ever going to see him pitch again? Witness or wetness? I said witness. Oh, okay. I I would hope that he's not in a wetness protection program. Unnecessary. Witness protection. Oh. Are we ever going to see Johnny Cueto again, guys? He's on the DL for hypohydrosis. Johnny Cueto, man. I, th- fortunately, to harken back to what we were saying a minute ago, fortunately they don't have to rush him anymore. Yeah. And I mean, what, it's been, this is the same injury three times in a calendar year. Let's say, hell, three times in nine months, including the playoffs. Uh, I, I, I don't think we're going to see him until it's absolutely either necessary for us to see him or until it's absolutely superfluous so we can see him. You know, yeah, meaning yeah. either we've qualified for the playoffs and we've qualified for the playoffs, which means we don't need him to get to the playoffs or uh, somebody else has gotten hurt and we absolutely have to have him back. But aside from those, it's just, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't see the need. Yeah, there's no, that's so damn good. That's what I think too. There's no reason to rush him right now yeah. when you have Tony Singrani pitching as well as he has been and you, everyone else pitching well, like, well, yeah, and, I mean, you've got. We thought Mike Leake was going to 
maybe pitch like a fifth starter. He's pitching like a number one or even number two, and then Lightos is doing what he normally does. Bailey shows flashes of brilliance in some, uh, you know, during some outings, throwing no hitters, and other outings, you know, still rough patches, but overall, he's still a solid number two, number three guy at this point. And Bronson, you know. He's Bronson. He's he does he, will, he does, he, he does his thing. He will eat his innings. He will keep you in ball games, and then you know Bronson's he will doing he will the same def- thing that he always he does. will defy any and all logic in terms of being an effective starter, which is great. Yeah, if anything, I think the the larger question is, you know, what has this season truly done for Cueto's long term prospects? Um, I mean, technically, he's. He can be a free agent after next year if the Reds don't pick up his option in 2015, which I think at what ten million is extremely reasonable, even if he does get you know 130, 140 innings a year. But I think the larger question is, especially with with Latos and Bailey approaching free agency and Bronson Arroyo likewise approaching free agency, I, I wonder if this season has really given them a different perspective on on how much they can count on him. And how much they'd be willing to commit to keeping him around town. Right. Yeah. And you, unfortunately, with these injuries, whether we like it or not, it's gotten to the point where, you know, it's difficult for us to count on him to eat those innings during the regular right. season. Yeah. And you know, when you, you know, unfortunately, you know, I like to, we all like to think that, you know, especially since the Joey Votto signing, we're more buyers than, you know, uh, thrift shop. Uh, in terms of uh, signing players, you know, the Reds still have a budget, and I'd much rather devote that budget to known quantities than individuals that may at times be the most effective pitchers amongst the most effective pitchers in the league while other times giving you absolutely nothing. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if we, you know, that's why, you know, I think I may have floated this before. It may not hurt to actually try to shop around Cueto in the offseason, especially since we may not have Chu around anymore. Uh, in terms of maybe getting some sort of offensive help, especially if we still have the ability to assign, uh, you know, maybe right. re-sign Bronson and then, uh, well, you know, have... And part of that, too, is that, you know, really the whole trade of Chu was predicated on the fact that Billy Hamilton will be ready next year. Which, 303 OBP... i positive that that's the case right now. Yeah. It was also predicated on the fact that Ryan Lovick was signed to be the other outfielder for next year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's going to be making the money, but can he produce enough to be warranted to to play every day, or is he going to be the Ryan Ludwig that's been around for what twelve of his fourteen years in professional baseball, and not the one from last year? Uh, or just a guy with a completely reconstructed shoulder that obviously may have a lot of problems at thirty-four years old trying to hit major league pitching. Right. You know, I think that's my biggest concern. So, see Scott rolling. Uh, All right. Well, on uh, that note. yeah. On that note, let's uh, let's bring these proceedings to a close. I think, um, as always, you can find us on RedReporter.com. Come visit us and read our wonderful writing. Um, follow us on Twitter at RedReporter. Find us on Facebook, and uh, this week for. Wick, Graham, Scott, and myself. See you later.